to the Cultivate Podcast. I'm Tammy Brown, and together my husband Matt and I founded Sandals Church with the vision of helping people to be real with themselves, God, and others. Out of that vision came a personal burden to inspire and challenge women to cultivate kindness towards one another. My heart for Cultivate is to come alongside women so that we can grow spiritually wise, relationally kind, emotionally healthy, and connected in community. This podcast is my way of inviting you to join me for real conversations about what God's Word has to say and what it looks like for us, real women, to cultivate it into our everyday lives. Always keeping in mind that we might not be where we want to be, but if we pursue this, we won't be where we were. This summer, we have been talking about the idea of cultivating freedom and the different ways that we've done that. We have talked about getting rid of comparison, being real, and all kinds of other things. Today is going to be so fun because we are going to talk about being free to have fun. And with that being said, I invited someone that is super fun to me, in my opinion, she is on our staff here at Sandals Church. Her name is Kelly Ayat. How do you say? How do you? It's pr- it's Ayat. Ayat. You got it. I say Ayat, but I also know your mother-in-law. But <laughs> not everyone knows how to say the last name. It, yeah, that's it's very rare it's that it's pronounced correctly. Frequently yeah. well not done. said right. But <laughs> um, Kelly is just a person that I experienced to have so much joy, and um, so I want to talk a little bit about that, about how some different different things you do to have that and then some things God's word says about it that we should cultivate ask you some how you've cultivated God's word because obviously life is not always joyful but how do you find that joy so before we do that though tell everyone a little bit about you okay um so you mentioned I'm on staff here so I how old were you when you came on staff I was 22 fresh out of college Mm -hmm. um and I got hired and not married (laughs) I was not married yet um I got hired on to work the front desk and run coffee here at Sandals that's right that was my first that was job. That so long ago. I so forgot long. that you used to run the front Yes, desk and I coffee. had a bunch of different jobs in between there. Um, I ended up meeting who is now my husband. Um, mm-hmm. And a few years ago, we joined the Sandals Church Kids team. So now we co-lead together. So um, you probably have another name some of these people might know you by. Yeah. If you're a parent, uh, <laughs> your kids may know my husband and I as Mr. and Mrs. Coyote. And it is because people pronounce our name Iote. And because it rhymes. I didn't know that's where yeah. that came from. Back in the day, a kid was like, that sounds like coyote. And it just stuck. So six years later, we're the coyotes. So I yeah. love that. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. You know, um, Matt Brown can't remember people's names, but he'll never forget a detail. Like if you told Matt you had a dog 20 years ago that something happened to or whatever, like mm-hmm. he, he never forgets a detail. He has yeah. a very weird memory, but he has a very hard time remembering names. And so do you remember we had two Kellys on staff? Oh, and you know where I'm going with this. Absolutely. So Matt had them as Kelly Light and Kelly Dark because Kelly, yeah. um, what's, I don't know, remember her last name then because she's married now. Kelly. I'm, we're Kelly. both going to blank. It's, this is like I a decade ago. So I know. And we had, you've had right close. Kids. Right close, yeah. <laughs> Kelly had light hair and you yes, had dark hair. I so did. you're to this day in Matt's phone as Kelly Yes, dark. that was the identifier. <laughs> If people went through Matt's phone and like, it's like, 
tall, tall Matt, <laughs> me, whatever like, works, whatever he identified with is what's in there. But so you're Kelly Dark to me. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, Kelly is a seven on the Enneagram, which mm-hmm. is the joyful person. Yeah. Also super creative. Um, has helped just create the most incredible content. And it's one of the things I have so much admiration and respect for you and Jordan both is taking God's word and making it fun for kids Mm -hmm. to learn. You know, you and I know this, that we are competing, Mm -hmm. if you will, um, with so many fun, good things Mm -hmm. to get kids' heart and time and attention, but there's nothing more important than God's word. And so we have to Mm -hmm. be extra creative, extra intentional, extra strategic in mm-hmm. saying no this above to get their attention absolutely to think it matters yeah. and i think you and jordan are just such an incredible team it's been Thanks. super fun to watch you go from like young single kelly to yeah, like yeah. mom kelly yeah. with your kids here now <laughs> before we started recording i was trying to talk her into having one more kid <laughs> she, it, it's not happening she feels good about <laughs> about where she's at in life though but um so i'm super excited mm-hmm. to have you here so let's talk a little bit about mm-hmm. Um, just joy, Mm -hmm. which I think you have naturally from the way God made you. And I love people like you in each of the episodes. Inevitably, I end up talking to Enneagram, (laughs) um, and not because, because I do think it helps us understand people's motivation and temperament and the way God has designed them. Mm -hmm. Um, it is not the end of all of who people are. Mm -hmm. It just helps us ask curious questions about ourselves and others to understand how we kind of function. And so I think that, um, this world needs joyful people Mm -hmm. because there is so much darkness and heartache and sadness and Mm -hmm. just hard things. And it's people like you who are like, but also, (laughs) you know, and, and I think joy is found. Kay Warren says this, that joy is truly found when you embrace like, like two hand grips on, on a train track, mm-hmm. you know, simultaneously the heartache of life and the joy of life. And when you right. can, when you can embrace both as one, that's where joy is found. Yeah. Um, it's not being happy all the time. Mm-hmm. And you probably can share and attest to the fact that you're probably not happy all the time. Totally. Right. Yeah. And I, and I would say, yes, I think that naturally like who I am, I, I think that I'm typically optimistic. I typically can see the good in a situation. My husband's also a seven. So yes, we like to have <laughs> to party fun. All the time. <laughs> and it, not only is it great for our family dynamic, but yeah, in the work we do too, we mm-hmm. always have to think, mm-hmm. Hey, how can we create fun to engage kids so that they know and can learn who Jesus is? Um, but yeah, it, it is true. Not everything is happy. Not everything is joy all the time. But I think one of the things I was thinking about, like kind of on this topic is there is kind of a difference between what joy is and what happiness Mm -hmm, is. mm -hmm. And I think that, um, I think we live in a world where we are tempted often to create our own happiness, to kind of, you know, grab or pull or, or make stuff up Mm -hmm. and be like, oh yeah, that's happiness, but it's temporary. And I I think it's It's insatiable. Yeah. It's like, it's like a never ending well that can't be satisfied. And that sounds exhausting. Mm -hmm. There's no freedom in that because Mm -hmm. we're kind of creating our own. But I think when we think of joy, where does joy come from? It comes from from Christ. And I think one of the things that I've kind of learned in that is like, A, who is Christ? And then who am I in him? Mm -hmm. And I think that's really where the the source of joy comes from. Because I think we often chase happiness and we forget to cultivate joy. And oh, um, I love how you said that. I respect that. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think there's work and exhaustion in creating our own happiness. But mm-hmm. man, when we sit and we, we stop chasing and we cultivate, there's a, I think there's a freedom in that. Mm-hmm. I think there's a quietness in that. And, and it's not us making it. It comes from Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it gives us space to kind of let him create it for us and let him present what he wants for us. Mm-hmm. And that's so much more fulfilling than these temporary instances of the happiness we might want to create for ourselves. Oh, for sure. I don't have a lot of seven in me, <laughs> which is the joyful person. Mm-hmm. I am more of the like, what's everything that could go wrong and, mm-hmm. and anxious. Mm-hmm. And when Matt and I went to some serious life coaching, maybe it's been several years now, six or seven years. And they asked me, what do you do for fun? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't think of anything mm-hmm. that felt fun to me, mm-hmm. which sort of started me down that road. And I, I go down this thread because I'm thinking for people listening, when's the last time you thought about taking time for fun right and and you know what is that fun like clearly not saying like go do something that's harmful detrimental to yourself god and others Mm -hmm. but i was asked like what do you do that just just for Mm -hmm. fun Mm -hmm. and so many women um i think i struggle with this Mm -hmm. i know it's like there's no time for fun right? because things got to get done. Yes, you know? 100%. And I was like, well, even if I had time for fun, I'm too scared to have it. Cause mm-hmm. like all I can think about is like, well, if we go on that roller coaster, what if it comes off the tracks? Like, <laughs> welcome to my mind at all times. <laughs> but I thought, you know, I do love to paint. I mm-hmm. never take time to paint. Mm. Painting is super fun to me. Yeah. I never do it. Yeah. Um, I love to do yoga. Mm-hmm. I, at that time, I hadn't been doing it ever. Hmm. I'm like, I, it doesn't like serve any purpose. Yeah. It's not like to do on the ch- checklist. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and what, what my coaches that we went to and the counselors, they were like, God doesn't want you like just living this mm-hmm. life that's just agonizing mm-hmm. and mis- like miserable getting through. Like he came mm-hmm. so that we would have joy. Right. And like you said, it's rooted in him. But it's also rooted in like he made thing, good things to experience. Right. Um, and so I think the question I want everyone listening is think, what are what are the things that bring you joy? Mm-hmm. For me, hiking brings me joy. Mm-hmm. I know now I need to make time at least once a year yep. to get outside and go hiking. Absolutely. For Matt, surfing brings him joy. Mm-hmm. We need to get that on the calendar. Mm-hmm. So that he has it. So yeah. like, what would you say to women listening about how to figure out maybe mm-hmm. what, what brings them joy? And, and what would you say to them about making sure they're cultivating that as some part, at some point in time? Mm-hmm into their life. Yeah. So I I agree. I think, you know, I'm a mom of two younger kids. They're seven and three. And so there definitely was a shift in going, where do I find the time? You know, you do all the things that I I also work full time. And Mm -hmm. so by eight o'clock bedtime hits. And you work a job that's (laughs) like all of us in ministry, like you don't clock it out. Yeah. yeah. And then, so eight o'clock hits and I'm like, I just want to put on sweatpants, lay on the couch and just like binge watch. But it, it, that's not, I, I think when we think about 
why we cultivate fun and, and why we create that for us. It's not just to kind of have a high, it's literally pursuing who God wants us to be mm-hmm. because one mm-hmm. of the attributes of who God is, is joyfulness. I mm-hmm. mean, and you see the instances in scripture, you know, when we are broken, when we are sad, you know, he sits with us, sits with us there, but he also rejoices with us when we are in places of joy, when we like are pursuing. Loose, like there is a time to dance. <laughs> there's always time to dance. <laughs> if there's anything, just dance. No, that's, Felice that's a great this is my thing. favorite movie of all time. <laughs> I love Until it. Until I watch it as an adult and I'm like, they're having sex, they're <laughs> underage drinking. It's true. He, there's like domestic violence between high school. I was like, mother, why did you let me watch Footloose as a kid? Dance. It's but the dance. It's, it's about dancing. Absolutely. <laughs> there is a time to it dance. It is very true. But yeah, I, I think it really is. I mean, and there is, there is a, a, an obedience to finding the time and making the time and all of us, you know, our lives look different. But I think one of the things, and I actually ask my, myself that question a lot is like, what brings me back to joy? Mm. And I think in that pursuit, I kind of always start with this foundational place of who has God created me to be? Mm. And I think, you know, again, back to like who God is, like we carry the attributes that he is, but then he's also created us each very uniquely with different mm-hmm. passions. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hike. I love that you want to <laughs> hike. I'm not an outdoorsy person. For me, the thing that brings me life is writing. And so I do lots of different types of writing, but mm-hmm. I think what's cool and we can identify the thing that brings us life and brings us joy I think that that's where God meets us. And so mm-hmm. the joy that we experience in those moments aren't fake. It, it, there's a real deep, authentic joy because we are there with him and yep. he's rejoicing alongside and with us. And would you say that in, in that saying, like, I love how you just said that that's where you meet God, that, that, that is a form of connecting and worshiping mm-hmm. with God when Absolutely. you are doing the thing that he kind of put inside mm-hmm. you. Yes. And sometimes we do that for others. It becomes mm-hmm. work. Yes, that is <laughs> and true. And sometimes no one else might know. Like you might write something that no one else reads. Yeah. It's not going to benefit anyone except you. Absolutely. And you exercising and cultivating that part of how God made you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and I think too, one of the awesome things when, I, when I'm when i able to make that space and come back to joy, um, kind of we talked about how happiness and how we create that can be temporary, but mm-hmm. I think there's like a long withstanding that happens when you do make time for it. Um, and you, you continue to learn more about who God is and who you are and then what the next thing is. Um, and I think too, like, when we are in a place where we are actively pursuing joy, I think it completely changes just our perspective and how we live life, even in the hard spots. Mm-hmm. I know for me, if, if I take time and I spend time writing, whether it's for me or something outward, that withstands for a few days, you know, and I'm like, oh, that I'm connected with God. I'm kind mm-hmm. of, you know, doing the thing that I feel like he's kind of put inside me to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that completely changes how I experience life outside of that Mm -hmm. in a really positive, great way. I love that. And that's what I think for this week's conversation to find freedom through having fun. Um, and it, and fun is just an interchangeable word for that Mm -hmm. joy. But like, when is the last time to everyone listening that you remember, because this is what I had to do in my counseling is like, when is the last time that you remember just feeling fun? Mm. where that joy just like overwhelmed you. Like mm-hmm. if you're listening right now, that's a question I would ask you is when's, when did you just feel that like 
mm-hmm. that fun, that joy. What were you doing? Who were you with? Mm-hmm. One of the things Matt always says to me is he'll tell me he thinks I'm the best version of myself around my sister. Mm-hmm. He says, you're just joyful. Hmm. And I think with my sister, I feel like my most self. Yes. You know, she knows me better than anyone. She loves me unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I don't have to be any kind of role with her. I'm right. just her sister. Um, and he just said, I, I see a different part of you hmm. when you're with your sister that I don't see any other hmm. time. She That girl never comes out unless. <laughs> but I think in that same thread, like, Sometimes it's people we're with, we're with, Definitely. which is a really good question too. Like if mm-hmm. you are constantly spending time with people mm-hmm. that bring you down, mm-hmm. that are negative, right. that are discouraging, mm-hmm. that are, you know, you, nothing's going to diminish faster. It's just not fun. Not Absolutely. like everyone in our life's going to be fun all the time, sure. but it's going to diminish joy. So like, mm-hmm. who are you spending your time with? Mm-hmm. Who are the people in your life that when you could, you get five minutes with them and you feel so full mm-hmm. because it's so much fun to just be together. Absolutely. Have you made time for those people? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are they on the calendar? Have you texted them? Like, right. do, what do you feel like with pe- when it comes to people, mm-hmm. how do you cultivate those relationships where you're just like, I know this, Jordan's obviously one of those people yes, for you, but Jordan is the most fun person. So <laughs> I feel similarly where I've, I'm the most me when I'm with him, which is really, really awesome. But, um, yeah, community is huge. And I know that's a huge thing at Sandals church and mm-hmm. it's because it's a real thing that is necessary. Yeah. Um, and that's actually something, there was a season in my life where I had acquaintances and, and, you know, people that I knew high five in the hallway or whatever, but there was definitely like a, a void of like, who are my people? Mm-hmm. And and over the last couple of years, like I actually have a group of women, like we're in a group text thread together. I text them this morning before coming here and just said, Hey, love your prayers. I just want to make sure that as I'm talking, I'm not just like making stuff up or whatever. But like <laughs> the, the, the amazing thing about having that type of group surrounding you is the immediate response I get is encouragement. It's uplifting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in the way that, you know, I was talking about how God sits with us in sadness and in joy, there's never a competition with these people, like we all rejoice and celebrate with each other when great things are happening. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of just that, like, it was a boost of confidence. It made Mm -hmm. me feel alive and go, oh, I'm excited. This is going to be awesome. And in the same way we sit with each other when we're struggling and we Mm -hmm. pray for one another. So community is huge. Absolutely. And I, and I think too, it's when you have people that remind you who you are and who you are in the best version of yourself, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's the most life giving thing. Those are the people you want to surround yourself with. And And I think think it's just like a well, like it just spills out out because mm-hmm. it was already in there. Like yeah. Matt uses the analogy, the cup analogy with me a lot of mm-hmm. like, if I have a cup of orange juice and, and, and he, he comes up and shakes my hand, like what's going to spill out of that cup? Absolutely. Coke's not spilling out because <laughs> orange juice was in the, like whatever's in the cup. Yeah. And I think the people we spend our time with, like we talked first about like, mm-hmm. what does God put in you? Mm-hmm. Making sure that you're making time for that. Like we all have to do our jobs. We Mm -hmm. all have to do the not fun things that just make life happen. You know, like we don't get to pick and choose. Like I don't take the trash out because it's not fun. (laughs) I don't get to do dishes because I don't do them because they're not fun. Like there's so many things we, you do because it, Mm -hmm. it just keeps our world spinning and floating. Right. But are you also making time for that, for the things God's put in you? Now Mm -hmm. we're talking about people, but you know, there's the other side of joy and I'm going to read this scripture from James 1, 2 and 4. I'm sure you know this all, but count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and and let that stead... 
And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Mm -hmm. The idea of trials producing joy, Mm -hmm. I didn't know what that meant until my late 40s. Hmm. I was like, I hate trials. They're not fun, right? (laughs) As a high seven on the Enneagram, like, (laughs) please no. (laughs) I, you know, if you are the joyful person on the Enneagram, like if it's not fun Mm -hmm. and you're, and you're, you don't have maybe, you're not in full maturity yet, let's say like that. Right, right. (laughs) You know, you're like, nope, we're just going to ignore everything that's not fun, which isn't real life Mm -hmm. and only embrace what's fun. Right. Um, But as I've gotten older, and I'm not a seven, so I'm curious mm-hmm. to your thought on this, but as I've gotten older, that's where I'm like, I understand how trials produce joy in mm-hmm. me now mm-hmm. because I've learned some lessons I needed to to learn. Yeah, I've had to let go of some behaviors mm-hmm. that took me to places that were actually... Like, like I, I had some tendencies of how I coped with things mm-hmm. that in the end, like it, it might've for a moment made me feel happy or joyful, but yes. then in the end it like creates more chaos. Absolutely. And so I had to, I had to grow and mature through mm-hmm. the harder things where I'm like, you realize where, like you've said mm-hmm. right from the start of this conversation, joy actually comes from. Yeah. So how, as a high seven on the Enneagram, how do you find joy in the trials. Yeah. I mean, I I think that was definitely something I had to learn, um, because my inherent decision would be just to run and say, we're fine and let's avoid it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that you learn so much when you push into any trial. And again, it goes back to, you learn more about the Lord, you learn more about yourself, but there is such a celebration at the end and sometimes during too, but at the end of that trial, when you can look back and go, Oh my goodness, look how I've grown. Look who I've met. Look what, you know, the story I have to share now. Look how God redeemed that. There's so many different ways you can look back. And I think it just makes you better. And I think it prepares you to face whatever comes next. And when you face that next thing, you're already like, oh, I already did that thing. God Mm -hmm. already brought me through that. Mm -hmm. I I can do this one too. And then you get excited about, well, what great stuff will come out of this one? If I just push through, if that great stuff came out of that, there's going to be more. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's almost like a, let's do it. Let's, let's push in, let's push mm-hmm. forward. I'm not alone in this and let's see what comes out on the other end. Um, and so I think that too, in a weird way, can be like fun anticipation of like something better see, will like come from this. See, like only would say that, only someone who's <laughs> joyful would, would look at that and go, the fun anticipation of how will I grow? And I'm like, just like, oh God, I'm gonna die. We're all gonna die. But I love, I think that's how God works too. Mm-hmm. If we don't forget to remember, mm-hmm. Um, to look back on what he's done in our past, yeah. to have hope for our future, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's exactly what you're saying is the fun mm-hmm. is not found in the trial. Right. But if your perspective is right, mm-hmm. which is what you shared, yes. the fun is in going, look what we just got through. Yep. Look what God did in me. Look mm-hmm. what I overcame. Look mm-hmm. what I learned. Look right. who I met. Mm-hmm. Look at the story I have to tell that can help someone else. Like yeah. the fun in that. Mm-hmm is the perspective to have. I love, Mm -hmm. I love, love, love (laughs) that. That's yeah. Okay. We can be done. (laughs) That's the gold nugget for this. Um, so as someone that fun probably comes to a little more naturally Mm -hmm. to the, to the women listening, what would your, 
what would you want to say to that, to the woman who's just like, I don't remember the last time I've had fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have a lot of kids right now and I work full time and I just homeschooled them for a year and a half in a pandemic. (laughs) And, (laughs) or to the idea of like, even if I wanted to have fun, I don't have the resources to have fun. That's, Mm. that's what I hear a lot from women is Mm. like, oh, I must be nice to be able to do this or that. Mm. You know, and I think... My daughter just got married, you know, Kennedy. Yeah, yep. Callie used to be Kennedy's boss for a little bit. <laughs> um, she got married and her and her husband now like found this the tiniest little apartment. Mm-hmm. It's literally super tiny. <laughs> and Matt and I went there for the first time. We got super nostalgic mm-hmm. thinking about our tiny little house that yes. would have fit in like my bedroom now, the yes. whole house, you know, <laughs> and how much joy we had there, mm-hmm. like in that struggle, yes. you know, and how simple things were. We did not have mm-hmm. $10 to our name to yes. go do something fun, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I look back on that time as some of the most joyful time Absolutely. in my life. So I don't know just sharing that of like the idea that you have to have all this money or some kind of wealth or something mm-hmm. to, f- to have fun mm-hmm. is I grew up pretty poor. Yeah. And I remember just like going, doing the most fun things. On that. Like it doesn't take the money, Not but it all. does take the intentionality. So mm-hmm. what would, what would you want to say to women listening? They're like, I don't even know how to have fun and, and why they should cultivate fun and being intentional with it mm-hmm. as a pathway towards freedom in Christ. Yeah, I feel like I have a couple different thoughts, so I'm trying to figure out which one I want to go with. I'm sorry, I just threw a lot at no, you. No, that's okay. No, one <laughs> it, that kind of brought me back a little bit because one of the, um, like I shared, you know, my Jordan and I met on staff here. Mm-hmm. So our dating relationship happened while we were working. And we, we did these check-ins every once in a while. And it was, you know, kind of a silly thing, but also serious. It was like, Hey, just quick FYI, we're, we're moving towards marriage. We both work in ministry full time. We're probably not going to be like rich, rich, rich. Are you good with that? <laughs> Sandals church takes great care of us, but that was just a conversation it's a and it's a reality. Yes. And you know, I married for love, not money. And, um, <laughs> Um, so early on in our marriage, one of the things that we talked about is like, uh, this idea of contentment. And that was such a foundational word for us very early on. It's something that we still talk about now. It's something that we've taught our kids. Um, and it was something, it gave us something to always come back to in those places of Mm. feeling frustrated, discouraged. And obviously that's a little bit more on the financial side of Mm -hmm. things, but kind of talking about like, what do we do for fun or, you know, if we don't have the money or whatever. But I think when we start thinking about this idea of contentment um, and we kind of do these self-evaluations and look around at life and go, what are the things that are great? I think that immediately, and it should at least, move us into a place of being grateful and in a Mm -hmm. place of gratitude. And I think from that, it frees you up to feel joy. And so I really Mm -hmm. do love the idea of, yeah, fun doesn't have to cost money. Mm -hmm. Fun doesn't have to be, you know, a two week vacation out of state. And I think fun, I think joy, again, I think it is a perspective on how you see Mm -hmm. situations. Mm -hmm. And so it it might be really spending some time with the Lord and and maybe, yeah, going back and going, when was the last time I had fun? When do I feel the most alive? What's the thing or the experience Mm -hmm. that makes me feel like excited to do again? Maybe start thinking, again, I like to write, write a list down Mm -hmm. and just spending time with the Lord and going like, what, what is the thing that you see in me? Like, how have you created me? 
me because mm-hmm. it literally could be, hey, the thing that brings me joy is sitting and having a conversation with someone. I love being a good listener to someone. That is joy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it could be very simple things like that. Like, hey, I, I picked up a, a coffee for you. I'm going to drop it off at your house, you know, giving of yourself. That gives the, me weird joy too when I get to do things for is. other people, honestly. Absolutely. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So I think as you're kind of evaluating and, and kind of that self-awareness piece and figuring out what is that. And again, it doesn't have to look like the traditional thing, but I think as you work through that and you kind of perceive life and see, and, and, and truly believe, I think that, you know, I'm a seven, I think there can be joy found mm-hmm. in everything, mm-hmm. in the trials, in the small moments. Mm-hmm. Those are the things I look back and I'm like, oh, that was so cool. Like I loved that. And so, yeah, I think it might just be sitting. And if you have people in your life that can, that you might want to ask you, Hey, when have you seen me come alive? Like yeah, I've had friends tell me yeah. like, oh my goodness, like when you were doing that thing, mm-hmm. like I work with, I get to create content for kids. That's my job. And like, nothing else makes sense to me. And it's very obvious in the work that I do that people are like that, that makes sense. There's such joy when mm-hmm. you get to do that. And I'm mm-hmm. like a hundred percent. So hopefully you have people in your life. And if you don't yet, I think that's a great thing to pursue and, and, and start asking those questions yeah. of when do you see me come alive and, and really kind of check in and, and see where that takes you. I love that. So for everyone listening, I just, my encouragement to you as, as as a means to an end of finding freedom in Christ to ask yourself, um, what is fun for me? You know, obviously, like I keep saying, like, <laughs> you know, something that's not dishonoring to right. what you believe and who God's called you to be, but what is fun for you personally based on how God's made you? Who mm-hmm. is fun? Mm-hmm. Who Make sure that you are incorporating time with the people in your life where you're just like, I feel alive and mm-hmm. so much fun when I'm just with you. Yes. You know? Um, and then I love how you shared that, but what are some, what is some stuff you've been through mm-hmm. that in the moment and, and, and it was too soon to even think about, but now you can look back, like look back at your life and say, God, what have I been through? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got through that and mm-hmm. I'm still standing. Yes. You know, what did I learn and find the joy in, in what you've learned knowing that you're stronger, mm-hmm. you know you're capable, mm-hmm. you can see what God did in you then that maybe you've never even taken the time or taken the time mm-hmm. to just go like, God, you were with me there Absolutely. and find the joy in that. So, mm-hmm. so in the, in the physicalness of having fun, like whatever that activity mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. um, the people and then rejoicing in how God made you and what he's brought you through all means to an end of having fun and finding joy. Um, and to not just, I struggle with this. Mm-hmm. I am a very dutiful type person. Mm-hmm. Um, very high six on the Enneagram. So fear is my course. And, and it's interesting to me because people are always like, I want fear. Cause it just seems funner <laughs> than like lust or gluttony or <laughs> anger. Anger is my next one, you know, but I'm like, if fear, it really is so sinful because it makes me believe the worst about everybody mm-hmm. and everything and miss so much goodness mm-hmm. that God has for me. Mm-hmm. And so, but I, so I struggle with fear. Like all I think about is what could go wrong. My next high, highest one is mm-hmm. like the one, the good person. So yeah. I'm like, one should, we, we always say that right, they should right. all over themselves and others. <laughs> um, so it's like, well, even if I could get past how afraid I am, I'm like, well, I probably should be cleaning or yeah. Like Matt would just say, just sit down and be with us. I'm like, but the dishes, he's like, there's always going to be dishes, Tam. You know, I'm like, but I should do that. Mm -hmm. Or then I go to um, my very high to the helper in me of like, well, I, 
I should be doing this mm-hmm. for other people, mm-hmm. you know, instead of, and so I struggle to pursue fun. And now I'm like, but I end up getting angry. Yes. That high one, bitter, that yes. high two, mm-hmm. and, and just stuck in fear that if I don't pursue, right. What brings me joy? Who mm-hmm. brings me joy? Mm-hmm. And rejoicing in what God's brought me through. Yeah. And yeah, that makes me think I, obedience is not necessarily a fun word, mm-hmm. but I think there is an obedience to making time for fun in the for way sure. that there's an obedience in making time mm-hmm. for all the things mm-hmm. that like God has given us. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's that's a super important thing to to be obedient and say, I, I need to make time. You talked about, mm-hmm. you know, your overflowing cup is how, how can I be the best version yeah. of myself? And I think too, the other thing that I was thinking about um, before today is, yes, as an Enneagram set, maybe I'm more naturally joyful, but that doesn't mean that anybody else can't have joy. Right, the great right. thing is God is joy. Mm-hmm. And I was reading John 16, 24. Um, it's before Jesus, you know, he ascends back into heaven. He's coming, giving his last instructions to the disciples. And they're kind of talking about like, hey, what's next? And one of the things he says in that scripture is um, pray in my name and you will receive abundant joy. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's it right there. We all have access. It Mm -hmm. takes one second. And again, it's that that idea of you don't have to chase. Mm -hmm. You don't have to create. You don't have to do. You just stop. Mm-hmm. You call on his name and say, God, give me your joy. Mm-hmm. We all have access to it. It's right there and he will give it to us. Well, and I think I think what you just said, I mean, I wish we could have talked about that half hour ago, have more time. But um, that idea of one of the killers of fun and joy is anxiety and stress. Mm. And so what, what do you need to spend some time if you're listening right now? What is something that you're carrying that's really, really heavy mm-hmm. um, that you're not trusting to the Lord? Like... Mm-hmm. To give it to him, to go to him as as your helper, as your father, mm-hmm. as, as someone who loves you and wants the best for you mm-hmm. and wants to shoulder that burden. Like, what are you carrying you need to give to God mm-hmm. so that you can receive his peace, which, which is where joy is found. Absolutely. And so uh, such a good conversation. Thank yeah. you so much for being here. Thanks for I having really me. love Kelly. I feel like <laughs> as, as the... Just being in the role that I'm in here, sometimes, you know, I get to watch stories mm-hmm. like yours and Jordan, where mm-hmm. I, I meet you as a kid, like yeah. my, you're, my, I met you at my daughter's age now, you yes. know, and just watch you grow into this woman and mm-hmm. this mom and go from working the front desk mm-hmm. to like creating biblical content mm-hmm. for kids. Like, I'm just super proud of you. Thank and you. it's such a joy to get to work here alongside of you at Sandals Church. So thanks for being with us today. Thank you. And to everyone out there, we've given you a lot to think about a lot to consider and a lot to cultivate. So until next time, you've got some work to do. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Cultivate Podcast. If you were encouraged by what you heard, we kindly ask you to share this episode through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Then tell a friend. We'd love our conversation to help you start your own. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave a review. We love hearing what you think and we know others will too. Cultivate Women exists to help women like you grow spiritually wise in a community of kindness. If you attend Sandals Church, join us as we live out what we're learning on the weekends by using our weekly reflection guide. This is written by women for women so that you can cultivate the truth of God's word into your life. Find it every Monday at cultivate.sc discussion. You can keep up to date on all things Cultivate by following Cultivate Women on Instagram and Facebook by visiting our website at cultivate.sc. Because Cultivate is just one piece of the ministry of Sandals Church, be sure to find our current 
and archive sermons from Pastor Matt Brown at sandalschurch.tv or go to sandalschurch.com to visit a campus near you. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Debrief podcast where Pastor Matt is giving real answers to tough questions from the Bible. Find it at debrief.show or wherever you find podcasts. Friends, until we connect again, here or in person, remember, cultivate kindness. Thank you.